0: Hearing the word of Christ. You know, um, it is Easter Sunday morning. It's about the resurrection. Those of you who know anything about the book of Acts, I've been going through the book of Acts. And in Acts, Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. At the end of the gospel, he's put in the tomb. He, he's resurrected by um, the end of the gospels. And when he came into the book of Acts, it declares Jesus is alive. He speaks. He's resurrected. And um, as the message goes out, um, the man that we're going to be looking at today, a man called Philip, he heard that message, that Jesus Christ is alive. And he didn't want to sit on that message. He actually allowed that message to inspire him and to lead him out. And he went out speaking about the resurrected Jesus. So as he went out, he meets a particular Man, and funny because Kira read about him as well she didn't know what I was going to preach about but that's my sermon today about this guy Um, and we see him so the first thing I want to talk about is leaving he meets this man so he started out on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace which means the queen of the Ethiopians this man had gone to Jerusalem to worship Here we are introduced to a black man, an African man, an Ethiopian man, going from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. And when I read that, I thought to myself, why is an African Ethiopian man leaving his country and going to worship God in Jerusalem? Surely in Africa they have their own religion. Surely in Africa, and back then they did, they normally, and even now, they um, they have a, a worship of ancestors to a, a lot of the African community, there's a worship to, to ancestors and the spirit world. And you will have the the witch doctor, or you have the, the voodoo man, or you have black magic, and you have all these things going on in Africa. And they cut the bodies and mutilate the flesh in order to please the spirit world. And yet, this African, this Ethiopian man leaves all of that behind. He leaves the tradition of his fathers, the, the tradition of his tribe and his family. He leaves it all behind and he heads over to worship the God of Israel. That's quite amazing. You know, because when I was thinking about that, I thought myself, you know, it's very difficult because people tend to follow what the family have done historically. Always. I remember watching a program. It was a, a program about um, benefits. Um, back in my day, we used to call it dole money, but today it's benefits. And and there was a program about benefits. And in this program, there was a great-grandfather, and he was receiving benefits. And then there was a grandfather, and he was receiving benefits. And then there was the father, and he was receiving benefits, all living in the same house. And when the son turned 18, the father said, come on, son, let's go down to the dole office and get your wages. And nothing changed, right from the great-grandfather all the way down to the father. Everyone thought it was right to receive money from the government. And then I went on and, you know, I, I realized that the same thing even happens to professional families, those where you've got doctors and lawyers and accountants all busy in getting their children into private education, private schools, getting them into, you know, into golf clubs and doing all these things, and yet none of these children actually think to do something different than what their parents think about. I was running a, a basketball competition when I was younger as a part of a, 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 an evangelism, a, a way of sharing Jesus. And I was running a basketball competition in a park. And I spoke to this young man who was a Muslim. And I said to him, um, What do you think about Jesus? He said to me, If my father do not like him, then I don't like him. A Catholic man said to me, I was born a Catholic and I'll die a Catholic. I can't do a Catholic Irish accent, but that's what he said anyway. <laughs> I was born a Catholic, and I will die a Catholic. You see, no one thinks for themselves when it comes to the big issue. No one thinks for themselves. they all looking at the tradition of their family, They're all looking at the traditions of their, you know, what's going on in their past. This man, this Ethiopian eunuch was not like that. He left the traditions of his family, Whatever darkness they were in, whatever sinfulness they were in, he left that, and he travels all the way to Jerusalem to seek the living God. You know, um, there's a verse that Jesus said this. He said this. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. What Jesus is saying right here is that, you know, your mother and father gave you life. That is wonderful. But guess what? Jesus says, I can give you eternal life. The life that I can give you will last forever. The life your parents will give you and have given you, wonderful as it is. And as wonderful as your parents are. Jesus is saying, you know, you need to make sure you have me as number one in your life. Because I can bring you out of the darkness and into the light of the kingdom of God. So this Ethiopian eunuch, he leaves Africa and he makes his way to Jerusalem to worship God. So Philip, that's also he's leaving. The second thing I want to say very quickly is taking. Um, so Philip um, joins a chariot as this man is a very wealthy man. So you know he was, you know he was the, um, um like 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 a, like a government official. Um, he was quite a high up man, so he's in a chariot. And that chariot could have been carried by people, or it could be carried by a horse, I'm not too sure. But he was sitting in that chariot. And while he was in that chariot, after coming from worshipping God in Jerusalem, he's reading the book of Isaiah. And as he's reading, he doesn't understand what he's reading. And we said in the Bible that he was reading these words. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before his shearers, he's silent, so he did not open his mouth. So the question this man asks, Philip, Philip, tell me, who is this guy speaking about? Is Isaiah speaking about himself or is he speaking about someone else? I can't understand it. Can somebody help me? That's what I like about some people. Some people are thinkers. Some people are not content just to let things fly over their head. They want to ask that question, what does it mean? We need to be people like that. What does it mean? And this man said the same thing. What's this guy talking about? Now, to understand what this passage means, Philip had to take this man and bring him back to the beginning of the New Testament. Do you remember John the Baptist? When John the Baptist saw Jesus, Jesus was baptized John the Baptist. But every time Jesus walked by, John the Baptist looked at Jesus and he pointed to Jesus and said, This. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, he says, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so when John the Baptist sees Jesus, he sees Jesus as the Lamb of God. That takes away sin. Now this Ethiopian eunuch reading his passage and he goes this man is talking about a lamb. A man being like a lamb led to the slaughter. He didn't open his mouth. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. Because Jesus is the Lamb of God. And the reason why Jesus died on the cross and rose again from the cross from the dead is because he takes away sin. You know, I'm so sad when you l- listen to your news. So much sin in our world, isn't there? Over not very far from where I live, uh, I live uh, over a bit around Romford, but over in Ilford, there was three men who were stabbed to death on Ilford Lane. Terrible, just a few weeks ago. In fact, it was awful just listening and watching on TV that in in that in that, in that place in America, I can't remember where it was, where that woman went into that school and and and. I saw a video of this woman looking, going down the corridors, looking for someone to shoot and kill. Kill three adults and three nine-year-old children. You think to yourself, that's sinful. But then when you look into our own lives, and I talk about you and me, when we look into our own lives and in our own heart, we see things in there that we're not very happy about. We see things in there that we're not very pleased about. We see sin in there and we think, oh my day, I wish I could just put it in the box, lock it up. No one would ever know about it. We've all got these skeletons that we don't want anyone to see. But listen to this. Jesus Christ has come to take away sin. Can someone say hallelujah? Can someone say Hallelujah. Jesus Christ came. That sin, that guilt, that wretched feeling that I had, that I disobeyed God, he came to take that away. The very fact that he died on that cross and went into the grave and rose again from the dead, all of that, the whole Easter story is about Jesus coming and taking away every dirty, black, horrible sin that's in our lives. What a wonderful, good news that is. The Lamb of God that takes away sin. That's the second thing I'm going to say. The third and final thing I'm going to say, and I wrap this whole message up. I just think it's tremendous. I can get so excited thinking about my sin being taken away by Jesus. The third and final thing is obeying. Is obeying. So this is the verse that uh, Kira read and focused upon, and this is what Oliver looks that as well. As they traveled along the road they came to some water and the eunuch said look here is water what can stand in my way what is stopping me from being baptized you see as Peter, as Philip was speaking to the Ethiopian eunuch he understood three things the first thing he understood was that Jesus' death was payment for his sin In fact, when Jesus was on the cross and he died he said it is finished. What that really meant is this your sin is paid in full. I know some of you may have mortgages or you may have a car loan and the car loan might be three years or five years. Isn't it wonderful when the bank writes back to you and says no more payment. I've done three years paying for that car no more payment. And those of us who are older, you know, we've done 25 years of paying that mortgage. And now, no more payment. It's paid in full. We all smile about that. But I'm telling you now, when Jesus died on that cross and he said, it is finished. What you were saying is this. Your sin has been totally cancelled. It's been paid in full. If you put my, your faith in me, there's no other requirement needed. I've paid it all. And this Ethiopian eunuch, first of all, understood that Jesus' death paid his sin in full. The second thing that he understood, that he had to put his faith in Jesus Christ. No one else He had to put his faith in Christ. And the third thing he understood, by this verse we know it, that he had to obey Jesus Christ. He sees water and he Philip must have told him, Jesus said that if you believe in me, you know, go out in the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Philip must have told him that because when he sees the water, he said, hold on, I want to obey what Jesus has said. I want to follow his example. And those three things need to be so true of us. You know, Our faith must rest on the fact that Jesus Christ has died for us, and have paid the price. In fact, the Bible says, even our good works, some of you might think, well, I'm not that bad, you know, I'm, I haven't done as, as, as worse things as some other people has done, but you know, Isaiah says this, all of us have become like one, all of us, including those in Golden Church this morning, has become one Who's unclean, and all our good works. But Jerry, hold on. I'm a good father, man. I provide for my children. I work so. Oh, 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 oh all our good works. But Jerry, hold on. I'm a good mother. I look after my children and I make sure they're well fed and clean. Yes, but all our good works, according to God, are like filthy rags. Once you understand that, you understand that you need that cleansing and that forgiveness from Jesus Christ and that trust must be in him. And once you've done that, then comes the obedience. The obedience must follow. Now, Jesus said this, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, remember those opening lines, therefore, Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the stream rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. You see... We remember the last bit here about the wind coming, but the the, the beginning of that verse actually speaks about hearing the words and putting them into practice. If you do that, obey what God has said, obey what Christ has said, then you are building your house upon a rock. You know, I'm very disappointed in one sense that our news stories have stopped covering the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. When it happened on the news, it was on every single day. But now, it's not on our news we think it's not happening. It was awful, wasn't it? 50,000 people plus died. And when I was looking at the news, they were saying, you know, look at this scene. They, they, They showed a picture and they said, look, the problem with this earthquake was that some of their houses were built with rubbish material. Some of the houses, that's why some of the builders got arrested because they built their houses on ru- with rubbish material and on bad foundation. So when you look at a picture, you see one house or one block of flats standing strong and the other one is completely wobbling and in false flat. The problem was the building, the foundation of those buildings was not built correctly and to standard. And that's why one building stood strong and another building collapsed. Jesus takes that up. He says, listen to me, and listen to me carefully, says Jesus. Obey my words and build your life upon a rock. Because I'm telling you, says Jesus, I'm telling you, this is not me saying this, this is Jesus, I'm telling you, winds will come into your life. I'm telling you, says Jesus, I'm not saying this, says Jeremy. This is what the word of God is saying. Jesus is saying storms will come into your life. There will be nice sunny days when everything is nice in your life, but then the clouds will come over and the winds will blow and the streams will rise up and there will be a storm battling against your life. You have an option. You could turn to drink and drugs and bury your head in the sand and feel self-pity or you can stand on the rock of Jesus Christ. You do have a choice. And even though the storm comes to one man who loves Jesus and the storm comes to another man who does not love Jesus, that man will stand even though he's facing exactly the same storm. That storm could be cancer, death, financial worries, problems with the marriage, problems with the young people in your family. Those things come to everybody. But Jesus said, if you hear my words, and you put them into practice you will build your life upon a rock and nothing that will come into your life will flatten you out well this Ethiopian eunuch he hears Jesus' words and he turns around and says listen, I've heard you I've heard that Jesus Christ died for me rose again victoriously and give me forgiveness I hear your word, but Jesus also says to me to follow him I want to obey him. I want to learn what he says in his word. I want to commit my way to him. And as like Grant says about saying that, that, that criminal on the cross, remember me, Lord. Is there anyone here who's saying that this morning? Remember me, Lord. I've got so much in my life that needs to be sorted out. Lord, remember me. And You want someone to pray with you. Then Grant will be at the front here. There'll be others here at the front here to um, pray with you and to lead you into that place where you can turn around and say, Jesus, I want to obey you. I want to build my life upon a rock and not upon the rubbish that everyone else is building their lives upon. I want to build my life on Christ. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that this man, this Ethiopian eunuch, left and wasn't concerned so much about what his family was saying, wasn't so concerned about what traditions were saying, wasn't concerned about what religion was going on around him in Ethiopia. He wanted the truth. And Lord, because he wanted the truth, you spoke to him, you stopped him. On his way back from Jerusalem. And he became a born again believer. Father my prayer is that you will stop men and women even today Lord. May we not be held back by our family ties. Our family's choices. But Lord God Almighty may you cause us to be a seeker of truth. And to be a a man or woman committed to holding on or to looking and depressing pressing for finding you. Oh God, thank you. We bless you for this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's stand and sing get ready for the...